All right, you guys, welcome back. We're on to new chapters. I know. I can't <laughs> believe it. We talked a little bit that last time, so yeah. we had to chop it up. But there's no rush. We're not no. rushed. This isn't rushing through the Bible. No, no, not at all. But I just want to say thank you to everyone that has subscribed, that has listened to the podcast. And we're just, we're so happy that at least just one person is, yes. is getting something from this. Because that's what it's all about. Um, so thank you very much. Uh, for, for kind of coming along this journey with us. So uh, we are going to go through Genesis chapter 6 through 11. And if you haven't read it yet, go on, go read it. We'll be here. Come back. Yes. Uh, do you want to, let's do a recap. Okay. Of what we read in 1 through 5, just so it's fresh with everybody. Do you want to recap it or? Okay. All right. So we learned that uh, that God created everything. He, yes. he create, created it all in, in seven days. And then uh, he created uh, humanity, all the animals, Adam and Eve. That, that serpent, that devil yes. was like, oh, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Let's, let's get someone now. Already. Let's, yes. let's deceive. Yes. So, uh, so he came, deceived Eve. Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and God's like, "No, you can't stay now." Right. And then the cherubim had the lightsaber and said, "No, no, no." Right. Sin was already introduced. Yes. Yes. Sin, sin was already introduced. So they're they're kicked out of uh, the Garden of Eden. Cain and Abel are born. Cain is the older brother. Cain kills his brother. Uh, but God doesn't kill Cain right but he kicks him out yes and uh and then Seth is born the yes. next son so that kind of is a, a quick summary of of one through five now starting with six did you want to add anything no I think that's great oh. yeah oh. now we're just ready to go on to our next all right so uh we're starting with chapter six uh Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, I wanted to read. Now, this is from the English Standard Version. Okay. Not our chronological Bible, which is a different version. Because I thought this was interesting. When man began to multiply on the face of the land and daughters were born to them, the sons of God, keep in mind that word, sons of God, saw that the daughters of man were attractive. And they took as their wives any they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His days shall be 120 years. In those days and for some time after, giant Nephilites, mm -hmm. is that how you say yeah. it? Lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. Now, the reason I, I took out that version is really because of those two words that were used. Because some people say they believe that uh, it was worded very specifically because they thought that the sons of man were like you know were hold on what what did they say it refers to spirits or angels okay coming down and and having intercourse with like just regular women oh okay and so god was like whoa what's hold up on. hold on now and so the the nephilites were like super large people like okay. 10 feet tall giants. Right. Like, you know, in Game of Thrones, like 1-1? One, one? Yeah. I think it like that. Okay, right. Well, I don't know how tall 1-1. One, one. Well, it doesn't matter. We're not right. talking about Game of Thrones, but... Like 10 feet or... Yes. Yeah, like Goliath. Yes. Right. Huge. Okay. 
huge. Uh, but yeah, so but God was not digging what was going on with that. All right, at all. And and also, an angel cannot reproduce. We have to be sure that they know that. What What's your opinion on that theory? I don't agree with that. In fact, um, uh, in this in our notes here, it does say something about that. Okay, yeah. If I could read that. Some people have thought that the sons of God were fallen angels, mm -hmm. but the sons of God were probably not angels because they do not marry or reproduce. Oh, okay. And it, um, some scholars believe that that phrase, sons of God, yeah. refers to the descendants of Seth, who intermarried with Cain's evil descendants which would have weakened the good influence of the faithful and increased moral depravity in the world, resulting in an explosion of evil. Because again, Cain killed the brother. Right. I, you know what? We're going to go with that. Forget what I said. I may just oh, cut no. it out. <laughs> I love that. I'm good that, I'm glad that it, we have two different ways, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's what's important when, when you're reading the Bible and when you're reading commentaries. Um, it's good to look at different things and, and kind of, but the main thing is stick with the Bible. Yeah. That's like, that's, that's the main thing to focus on because everything else really is kind of. Yeah. There's you, lots of common. Things. Yeah. There's lots of ways to interpret things. Absolutely. Yeah. And even at church in our Bible studies, there'll be people will bring up different commentaries. You know, mm -hmm. there's all kinds of different, you know, that's fine. Yeah, there is. Yeah. It's good. So as we uh, move along in, in Genesis chapter 6, uh, verses 6 through 8. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I ever made them, but Noah found favor with the Lord. So now we have the first mention of Noah. Yeah. Now, why, why did God decide to take out the animals as well? I was thinking about this last night. I think that he was sorry he ever made anything. So oh. I don't know how he, I mean, he could have just taken care of the, the animals, but if a flood was coming, you know. They would have been wiped out. Yeah. But I was just thinking about that, like. Why not just keep the animals? Yeah. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. But I think you're, you're what you're saying is right. I think he, maybe he was just like, oh. I'm just disgusted. But then he, Noah had that like a little diamond in his eye he had favor of all all people i know one noah one, one. that's something yeah yep and then uh oh i'm sorry go ahead no, Did you have that, that's else? it no i like your top that's very cute Thank it's you. very Thank fall it's old yeah i thought i'd wear it today it's very mm. nice Thank you. uh so then moving on genesis chapter six Verses 9 through 13, Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on the earth at the time. And he walked in close fellowship with God. That's saying something. I don't know how many people were on the earth at that time. Right. But can you, I mean, really, step by step, it says, in faith as a living example to his generation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Yes. All right. Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all this corruption in the world. For everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth. But that's something that that people had just fallen so far away. And imagine being the only one. Mm-hmm. Like if it was just you. Mm. Like you couldn't say, listen, there was no one to talk with. Yeah. Uh, so God provided Noah with the specific instructions yeah. on, on like very specific yes on how to build this ark and it was over one one and a half football fields long and four stories high gosh where where do they have that real ark that they built is it in one of the Carolinas something I want to say it's over there somewhere yeah the Bible belt yeah is it all to spec I believe it is. Oh, I believe it is. That would be great to see. It would be interesting to yeah. see that. Just uh, the grand scale of it. I mean, yes. Uh, in Genesis chapter 6, verse 16, God tells Noah, but I will confirm my covenant or promise with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. And wasn't it eight people altogether? I so, yeah. Okay, so eight folks. Yeah. And that's when God told Noah to bring two of every animal, even though that changes a little bit later, but it was two of every animal onto the boat, enough food for for everybody, including the animals. And um, now, I know this is a little sassy, but it really had me thinking. Do you think Mrs. Noah at any point was looking out like, what's going on? What's he doing? Well, I would have, but maybe the wives were more not so sassy. I think I bet you they weren't. I bet you they were so supportive back then. Yeah, and and really, but then remember um, when the one said that she was going to get pregnant, she did kind of laugh. <gasps> oh. Remember, she was like in that other. They did yeah, have sass back then. They did. So she might have, but it doesn't say. She might have been happy to get him out of the house. Yeah. Honey, go build your ark. Go build it. Go build it. Shem, Ham, Japheth, go help your daddy. Go help. Us women will stand here and make some... Make some unleavened bread. Yeah, some unleavened bread so we're prepared. Because... Go over it. And people were making fun of him. You know? Why? Of Noah. Like, yeah. listen, there's been no water. Yeah. I don't know why you're building a boat. You're, you went off the deep end. Because they were, they were ridiculing him. Poor Noah. He's like, I'm just listening to God. Yeah, I'm listening. And when God, because God closed that boat. He did. He How make, amazing is that? Yeah, he didn't make Noah do it. He Mm-mm. closed it and locked it. So, mm. you know. And so I love in our book, it had lessons from Noah's life. Didn't yes. it? Or did I read it somewhere else? No, it might be in here. Okay, so God is faithful to those who obey him. And we see that all throughout the Bible. Yeah. It just kind of starts here. Yeah. But we'll see it later on. Um, God does not always protect us from trouble, but cares for us in spite of trouble. 
And that's something, if, you're, if you are new uh, to Christianity, to, to a, being a believer, you have to understand that it, you know, when you are a believer, your troubles don't just go away. No. Like things just aren't taken away. You will still have, you know, difficult trials in your life. But it's kind of, it's all to get you closer to God. Yes. And make your faith stronger. It's not easy. No one's claiming it's easy during those trials. Mm-mm. Obedience is a long-term commitment. Yes. And so it's not like, oh, this is happening to me. I'm out of here. Right. You got to stick with it. Yeah. And we may be faithful, but our sinful nature always travels with us. Yeah. Did you want to share what you told me last night about sin? Yes. We are... We are... Um, our... God gave us free will, and we are more... It's more comfortable for us to be sinful. It's harder to be not sinful. So it's, it is a struggle, but, you know, that's what we're called to do is not be sinful people. God wants us to be pure and go away from our sin. So, but it, it feels more natural for us as humans to be that way. So it, it is a struggle, and if it feels that way, you are doing the right thing. So. And you said that it's, it's more of an uphill Yes. Battle all the time. Yeah, it is. It's like going upstream, like a fish going upstream when you're trying to fight not being a sinful person. Mm. And that's okay. Yes. So. And is there anything else you wanted to add? No. I just, uh, I, uh, well, God took care of the details of the job, details of the job while Noah was doing his part building the boat. And then often we do just the opposite of Noah. We worry about details over which we have no control while neglecting specific areas such as our attitude, our relationships, and responsibilities that are under our control. Like Noah, concentrate on what God has given you to do and leave the rest to God. Isn't that the truth, though? We worry about so many things we can't control. Right. And you just have to pray and let him know that he's in charge of it yeah and he will take care of it yeah yes all right so moving on to chapter seven so god was still talking to noah who's 600 at this time i mean 600 i mean we we know we know that people lived a long time back then yeah but wow he was still an older gentleman at that time. Yeah, he was. I mean, he wasn't no young strapping chap. You know, 600 was old. <laughs> a young strapping chap. No, he wasn't. No. Yeah. No. Uh, and he told him that he, he was the only righteous one left on earth. And this is where, and I didn't, I, sw- I did not know that he told, that God told Noah to bring seven pairs of every animal. Because it said he was to bring seven pairs of every animal, both for eating and sacrifice, and one pair to ensure survival after the flood. Yes. They had to make, that's what I was going to say, that there was more than two pairs, because right here, that that he has approved for eating and sacrifice, and then take one pair of each of the others. Yeah. 
seven pairs of every kind of bird mm -hmm. because yeah there there was sacrifices and eating yes so on some animals there was seven pairs mm. that's right and uh where god told noah that in seven days he was going to send the flood that was going to last 40 days and 40 nights right mm -mm -mm. i know everything was going to be wiped out yes now, uh, Genesis chapter 7, verse 11, when Noah was 600 years old on the 17th day of the second month, yeah. all the underground waters erupted from the earth and the rain fell in mighty torrents from the sky. The rain continued to fall for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, I had to underline that part with the underground waters because I was like, wait, what? Like, where's all this coming from? But we're told that... Uh, that on that day, all the fountains or springs of the great deep burst forth, implying that a great underground ocean had existed and been under some amount of pressure since the beginning of creation. So there was water coming from everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. I know. So not only this, yeah. but uh, Yeah, it was flowing from, from underground as well. Can you imagine that? No. Uh-uh. Imagine being one of them that wasn't on the boat and had been ridiculing him. Yeah. Everyone was gone. Everyone wiped out. Yeah. Genesis chapter 7, verse 19. Finally, the water covered even the highest mountains on the earth, rising more than 22 feet above the highest peaks. Wow. So it it really, it, this was a true flood. Yeah, flood, flood. And then on verse 24, and the flood waters covered the earth for 150 days. So... Five months? Yeah. Five months. Amazing. It is. Now, is there anything else in chapter 7 that you would like to go over? No. I just know um, when I was in a Bible study here, people had concerns about the animals like ocean animals and stuff. And oh. and the, the, the head speaker said God took care of all that. Yeah. He probably just had them by the ark or something. You know, that was all taken care of by God. Mm -hmm. You know, the two-by-twos of that kind of thing. Oh, I see what you're like saying. The two-by-twos of the animals. fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. They had to... He probably just... Yeah, they were yeah. going... Just come on along. <laughs> you know? Yeah, just... I don't know why that... I always think of that thing every time I study this. Like, that lady asking that question. And, and now I'm going to be thinking about yeah, that. Like, whole, two whales, time. two dolphins... Yeah. Like, and if you ever see a kid's little Noah's Ark thing, a yeah. painting or something, you do see the little fishies. I never thought that? about that. Yeah. Ever. Well, now you will. Now you'll always think of it. You know? Yeah. So. Okay, so let's yeah. move on to chapter 8. Yes. Okay. Uh, chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock with him in the boat. He sent a wind to blow across the earth, and the flood waters began to recede. The underground waters stopped flowing, and the torrential rains from the sky were stopped. Now, so, looking at it from a bigger picture, it, it was also not just taking out all of the, the sinful people, but just taking out all the sin. Yeah. Like, he's, he's just washing away all the sin. Every, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, after five months, he's he blows a mighty wind, and everything's going to start drying calming up. down. Everything's yeah. going to start drying up now. 
And after fi- after the five months, the ark rested on Mount Ararat. The as waters subsided, other mountain peaks could be seen. Now, this is huge. I am a hundred percent Armenian. The that mountain is so very important. Yeah. Now, I believe if I'm if I might be mistaken, but I believe then it was part of Armenia. Now I believe it's part of Turkey. Okay. I think. I think. All right. I don't think it's part of Armenia anymore. You don't. I don't. I don't. But I know as far as Armenian culture, it's on like the coat of arms and everything. Yeah. That little store right here is called that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm sure at that point they were they were pretty excited because oh. they had no idea that how long they were going to be out there. No. Yeah. But then two then they waited two and a half more months. Because they would, they would just wait for God to say something at that point, right? Yeah, well, and then they sent out a raven and then a dove, it says. Mm-hmm. But the dove came back mm-hmm. with nothing. Then they waited seven more days, and the dove came with an olive. The olive leaf or leaf. the olive branch? Yeah. Yeah. And then waited another seven days, and he released the dove, and this time he didn't come back. Mm-hmm. So by this time he's six and six hundred and one years old. So one year. One year. Now, you know that ark was a hot mess. Stunk. Oh. <laughs> you know it stunk. You know those women were like, Lord please, Lord please, get us off this ark. And was there only one little one little um, window? <laughs> There had to have been because you couldn't put more windows. One little window they had to keep closed until yeah. Noah opened it. <gasps> I would have so went up there so many times <laughs> and just opened it to get air. <laughs> Wouldn't it have you? It had to have been horrific. It would be like the worst zoo, like fair... Animal mm-hmm. smell you've ever smelled, but we would have been gracious. Oh no no no! I, we're just being silly, sassy. Yeah. But yes, just grateful that we're on the boat. Yes, absolutely. But it had to. It probably did. And what if an animal died? Did they just put it over in the water? I don't think God would have allowed the yeah, animal to die because it was so important that they set it up. Yeah. Two by two, or, and then the, you know the seven and stuff. We gotta go see that mark one day. Okay, yeah. One day we'll do that. That'd be a fun trip. Yeah, that would be. So yeah, uh, like you said, Noah and, and and all of them spent nearly a year inside the ark. Now here's the main thing: we must trust God to give us patience during those difficult times when we must wait. God was absolutely teaching them patience have to have patience mm-hmm. and you have to have obedience Absolutely. and that comes into play so much as oh. we continue on through the Old Testament yes because God could have immediately dried the ground oh yeah he could have been like zip zap dry yeah he could have not even sent a flood to be yeah. honest yeah you know you're right he could have just been all poof yeah he could have just taken everybody somewhere Mm-hmm. Just like uh, so and so's, let's see, Enoch. 
Oh, yes. Enoch was 65. He became the father of, who, I can't, Methuselah. Methuselah. Methuselah yeah. And then he lived 365 years walking in close fellowship with God. Then one day he disappeared because God took him. He could have, I mean, honestly, he could have, but it's all, he has a reason for everything. That's a wonderful point. Yeah. He could have not even had the flood. Yeah. So, yeah, patience and obedience. And we will see that. As we know, because we're, we're working our way through it, you and I right now, with the Israelites. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Genesis chapter 8, verses 13 and 14. Ten and a half months after the flood began, the flood waters had almost dried up from the earth. Noah lifted back the covering of the boat and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. Two more months went by, and at last the earth was dry. And then God said that everyone could leave the ark and release the animals. Yeah. So they had to sit there another two months. Because, you know, they were probably a little happy. Like, hey, yeah. you're right. Yeah. No, you got to wait two more months. Wait two more months. Yeah. The uh, only thing I can compare it to is being pregnant. Yeah. Can you? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like towards the end. Oh, uh, to another week. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nothing we can do here. Patience. Patience. There's nothing. No, you you just, can't put do something like take a pill or plug in a little longer to something. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. You can't like rush that up. No, because that. Yeah, I like that example. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so just waiting. Yeah, it's just a waiting game. Yeah. Now, Genesis chapter 8, verses 20 through 22. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and there he sacrificed as burnt offerings the animals and birds that had been approved for that purpose. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race, even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood. So he knew. He knew. I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Now this is, this is the, it's the first thing that Noah did after getting off the ark. Yeah. Which is, that says a lot about oh. Noah. He didn't do anything like frivolous or anything. No. No, he, he went, he, uh, you know, he built an altar to the Lord and he, he made the sacrifices and this is the first time scripture refers to building an altar to God. Wow. And once again, we'll see a lot more of that coming up right. where they built altars. It also said that um, every change of season, I know everybody says, oh, the rainbow is a reminder of his promise, but every change of season is a reminder of the promise. Oh. Because he says, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer, winter, day and night. Mm-hmm. So really, every change of a season is the promise. Yeah. That he won't do it again. Yeah. So, I just thought I'd share that. No, that's great. Yeah. Now, uh, in the notes, God responds to this humble act of worship by Noah. We're told that God smells the pleasing or soothing aroma of the sacrifice and apparently greatly pleased makes a new commitment. This is the only time scripture shows God explicitly smelling the aroma from a sacrifice. Yeah. 
though that is the direct intention of many sacrifices described later in the Bible. It's not meant to be read as if God is literally inhaling smoke. Rather, the reference to smoke and its scent is a common scriptural metaphor involving prayer and how our sacrifices are received by God. It's an interesting little tidbit. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. And incense, when incense are burned, that was a, in the Old Testament, we, we learned this, that that shows you're in constant prayer. Yes. Remember? Yes. Yeah. So that was when incense were burnt in the Old Testament, it showed you were in constant prayer. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that was something I, I had I no idea about that. I know. And it, it really means something. You mm-hmm. know, if you think about that, that's lovely to think about it is yeah countless times throughout we have more notes here countless times throughout the bible we see god showing his love and patience toward men and women in order to save them although he realizes that their hearts are evil he continues to reach out to them so it's just that that love that's all it is it's just that love but God has promised never again to destroy anything, everything on earth until the judgment day when Christ returns to yep. destroy evil forever. Right. All of our hearts are evil. Mm. Just so we all know that. The heart can be deceiving and we're all sinful people. Even mm. Christians. All of us are sinful people and we will sin till the day we leave this earth. Yeah. So don't think that you have to be perfect or be unsinful to be a Christian. You that's that's not it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Please don't think that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Never feel kind of intimidated like that. Like oh, there's like, you know, you see all these pictures of like the, the mega churches and, and yeah. all that. God bless them, but just realize we're all sinners. Absolutely. If if. You go to a church and you're feeling judged. That's not the church you belong at. I mean, I may be making a personal call, and forgive me if I'm um, not showing God's right word. Forgive me, Lord. But if you go to a church and feel judged, I don't feel that's God's church. Mm-mm. Do you? No. No, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not to be judged somewhere. God's, God's whole thing is love. Unconditional love. love. Yeah. yeah. So, and we hope that's what we're showing you guys. Mm-hmm. Now, that's so important to remind everybody. And no matter what, where you are in life, whether you just feel totally broken or you just feel like such a sinful person or something's going on in your life, or it doesn't matter where you are and what you're going through. God's like, God's there. Oh, yeah. And he's got that unconditional love, so you're good. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't feel like you can't approach him. No. That's right. Absolutely. You don't have to have special words or anything. No. Uh Uh-uh. Not at all. No. Just be you. Be honest. Be humble. And just uh, just pray. Just talk to him. Talk to God. You can even just say his name. Mm-hmm. He knows what's in your mind. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Is yeah. there anything else you want no. to talk about in chapter eight? No. I'm good. All right. So let's, we're going to boogie on to chapter nine. Yeah. 
this was I've, this was important. So Genesis chapter nine verses one through seven, God kind of breaks down how things are going to work now. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, and told them, "Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, all the animals of the earth, all the birds of the sky, all the small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror." I have placed them in your power. I have given them to you for food, just as I have given you grain and vegetables. But you must never eat any meat that still has the lifeblood in it. And that's something that, that we'll hear later on as well. It's very important. Yeah. And I will require the blood of anyone who takes another person's life. If a wild animal kills a person, it must die. And anyone who murders a fellow human must die. If anyone takes a human life, that person's life will also be taken by human hands. For God made human beings in his own image. Now be fruitful and multiply and repopulate the earth. Yep. Yeah, he just broke it down. He said it like it is. Yep. <laughs> there it is. Plain and simple. Yeah. There's no, yeah, here we go. Uh, so in our notes, here, God explains why murder is so wrong. To kill a person is to kill one made in God's image. Because all humans are made in his image. All people possess the qualities that distinguish them from animals, morality, reason, creativity, and self-worth. Uh, when we interact with others, we are interacting with beings made by God. Beings to whom God offers eternal life. God wants us to recognize his image in all people. Yes. And that's important to remember. Absolutely, yes. Um, and then also about eating the, the animals and, and, and the blood and whatnot. Uh, God does allow man the ability to eat the animal flesh but the restriction was you can't eat the blood of the animal the, the blood had to be removed Dr Dr drained. Yeah. thank you yeah, yeah, drained. yeah because it was the it was the animal's life the deep respect for blood is the first step in a long process establishing the symbolism of christ's sacrifice for human sin on the cross yeah yes I don't think I would have put that together without reading that in the notes. I, I don't know. know why, but... I know, but it's good that you read that because people will under... You know. Yeah, so yeah. just keep that keep that in mind as we progress along. Yes. Is there anything else you want no, to talk about I, there? The same as you had, yes. Okay. And then... And, and this is where they say that he God confirms uh, the covenant with the rainbow. So this is where the rainbow comes in. Mm. He's like, it's all good. Yeah. I'm not going to take everyone out again. No. No. Uh, Genesis chapter 9, verses 20 through 23. After the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground, and he planted... Oh, yes, this was interesting. Oh, yes. And I didn't realize this until this read-through. And he planted a vineyard. One day he drank some wine he had made, and he became drunk and was naked inside his tent. Yeah. Uh, Ham, who was the father of Canaan saw that his father was naked and went outside and told his brothers. Then Shem and Japheth took a robe, held it over their shoulders, and backed into the tent to cover their father. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. Right. Now, I never quite understood what the big deal was with the whole naked part, like why they couldn't. But I read, we are we're never meant to see Noah as a sinless person. And by kind of getting drunk and laying there naked, it's like, oh no, he's he sins too. Yeah. So, I don't, I yeah. See. He was a sinner. Yeah, he was a sinner. Yeah. So even though God 
you know, was so happy with his obedience and whatnot, he was still a sinner. Right. Yeah. Right. He was, he'd sinned just like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And Noah cursed his Ham's son. Yeah. He's like, I'm so mad at you. I'm skipping over you. I'm going straight to my right. grandson. I'm going to the grandson. Yeah. Yeah. That's some, that's some, that's mad. That's upset. Yeah. And Noah lived another 350 years. So he was middle-aged when he built the boat. He was still, he was strapping. He was strapping, not young. Not young, but. He's middle-aged. He's a middle-aged man. Yeah, he was middle-aged. Yeah. Yeah. 950 years old. What? You know, now that's so hard to understand. 950 years. Like, what are you doing that whole, that's a lot of life. That's a lot of harvesting the land. I mean, if we're being real, that's a lot of repopulating the earth. No kidding. I mean, how many kids? (laughs) That's a lot. That's just like repopulating the earth, cultivating the land. Repeat. Repeat. (laughs) Yeah, repeat and repeat. And they were backing in there to respect him. They didn't want to see him new. Oh, so that was that was respect. But the other son, he didn't he didn't have that respect for right. the Okay, all right. He was mocking him, basically. Oh he was. Yeah. Okay, all yeah. right. Thank you for clearing yeah. that up. Yeah, he was. So it was all out of mocking. respect. Yeah. All right. Well that poor yeah. grandson didn't have anything no, to do with it. No, but he got it. He did. Yeah. Now, uh is Genesis uh nine. Are you did I'm you have dead. anything else to no, say? Yeah. Now, Genesis chapter 10. Don't get us wrong. Genesis chapter 10 is very important. It breaks down all the descendants of the sons and the offspring. But we're not going to go any further into it. Yeah. Because, yeah. Right. It's a lot of names. Yeah. And it's all great information, but we're going we're gonna to move on to ch- uh, chapter 11. There, yes. Okay. Now, this is where we get the Tower of Babel story. Love it. <laughs> yeah. There it is. <laughs> this is this one's a doozy. So yeah. the all the people spoke the same language at this time. Right. Everyone's speaking the same language. Now the Babylonians, if we go to Genesis chapter eleven, verses three through five, uh, then they, the Babylonians, said to each other, Let's make bricks and harden them with fire. Then they said, Come, let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. God said, mm He said no. Mm-mm. Because the, the Babylonians, it was all about themselves. They're like, listen, we're gonna, we're gonna build this tower up to heaven. We don't need God. No. We're great. Yeah, me, me, me. me it's me. all about me. Yeah. Yeah, me, me, me. <laughs> it's the me, me, me tower. Yeah. It's us. But yeah, so God was like, no, no, no. So when we get to verses 7 through 9, uh, God says, come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages. So let's, if you remember, if we go back, let's was used, uh, where was it? I used it in my notes. In one, Genesis one let's make mankind in our image. Yeah. So it's probably referring to 
uh, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Exactly. Let's go down and confuse the people different languages. Then they won't be able to understand each other. In that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world and they stopped building the city. That is why the city was called Babel, because that is where the Lord confused the people with different languages. In this way, he scattered them all over the world. Yep. That must have been crazy, too. I mean, yes. Just sudden. Yeah, people are like, what? What are you saying? What? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I just can't imagine. <laughs> but that's what they get. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't You can't just have all of these things and be like, no, nah, we're good, God. Yeah. yeah. People don't listen. No. Uh-uh. They don't. Now, did you have anything else about the Tower of Babel? No, I'm just trying to think. I thought there was something else, but no, I don't. And, you know, that's where we get, if someone's babbling on and on and you're not understanding them. Yeah. Um, it did say it was most likely a ziggurat. ziggurat. Oh, yeah, yeah, explain that. And if you guys have younger children in sixth grade, they studied that. Because that is in, nor in history books. A ziggurat was similar to the... To the step pyramid of Egypt and was used for worship. They were often built in the major cities of Mesopotamia. The Tower of Babel is thought to have been a particularly prominent ziggurat. It was widely believed that it that deities dwelt above in high places. Therefore, worship was more appropriate on hills or mountains. So. I just wanted you guys to know that. And I'll put a picture of it here somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So so uh, they have an idea of what it looks like. Yeah, and it says the Tower of Babel, however, was built as a monument to the greatness of the people who were building it rather than to worship God. It is easy to turn something that is supposed to be about God into a celebration of ourselves. How can we ensure that we are truly worshiping God rather than doing great things for our own glory question mark you have to be sure it's to god and not ourselves mm. yeah now if we went back to to these areas are these still are these structures still here i think there are some in some places okay and the chaldean people it has to do with them mm -hmm. And that's in the history books, too. And that's the beginning of, like, early human... Okay. By the Tigris River. Mm -hmm. I think that should be on here, shouldn't it? Yeah. Euphrates and Tigris River, like, that's where first human... I don't know if it's there or not. I can't tell you. Hmm. I'm not the person. Because that'd be weird. Not weird, but it would be interesting, interesting. to see those, those structures. Yeah. It really would. It re I'm sure there's some of them. Yeah. Just the remnants of them? Yeah. But when they were studying it in my son, in Karsten's class, and they were talking about Mesopotamia, and then I said, Car he's like, that's in our Bible. I said, yes. That's me. See? Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah. Um, now, did you have anything else on, on the no. Tower of Babel? No. Okay. So when we get to Genesis chapter 11... Uh, really, verses 10 through 26, we get more uh, ancestry. We get a lot of uh, Shem's family, who, remember, was one of Noah's sons. 
Yes. Once again, important information, but unless you have something to talk about, no. we're not really going to get any deeper uh, into those verses. Uh, we, we do learn that uh, in that family line came Abram, yes. who plays a huge part in, in our next reading. Uh, and Abram's wife was... Now, do you pronounce it Sarah here? How do you I, pronounce Sarai, it Sarai, I Sarai. think, but it is Sarah. It is going to be Sarah. Yeah, spoiler alert, it turns yeah. into Sarah, but it's Sarai here. I think it's Sarai, but I'm not sure, but okay. that's what I've always said. Okay. Wouldn't you say Sarai? It looks like Sarai. Yeah, we're going to say Sarai. So Abram and Sarai, uh, and she was unable to become pregnant. Right. And then that's kind of where it leaves us until we get to chapter 12. Right. So that'll... The, That'll be uh, really neat to dig into that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so next time, because that's really all I have. Did you have anything? I do. Okay, go ahead. Thing. Yeah. In chapter 11, verses 28 through 29, 27, 28, Abram, which, which is Abraham, grew up in Ur of the Chaldeans, an important city in the ancient world. Archaeologists have discovered evidence of a flourishing civilization there in Abraham's day. The city carried on an extensive trade with its neighbors and had a vast library. Growing up in Ur, Abraham was probably well educated. So hmm. just thought I'd let you know that. You know. We get a little, just a little bit about Abram. Yeah, just a hair. Yeah, to get us ready. Yeah. Uh, so next time we're going to be reading Genesis chapters 12 through 17. So we're going to go up to Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh. Yeah. We got to wait till we get to Sodom and Gomorrah. Yes. Uh, but we'll go up to that. So chapters 12 through 17. We've enjoyed you guys. You want to say yes, anything? No. And just that um, even though we don't know your names, we pray for all of you. Yeah. We pray and wish you well. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and. If you have any questions, comments, or anything, leave them down below. Um, we're also on Facebook. Yes. Yeah, my basic Bible study on Facebook, and um, and then the podcasts on uh, any of the podcast catchers, iTunes, okay. SoundCloud. We're all over the place. There we are. <laughs> the Lord's everywhere. The Lord's everywhere. Praise God. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have. All right. Blessings to all. Yes, yes. Have a blessed week, and, and we will catch you guys next time. Yes, thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye.